Boy, this your motherfucking boy. It's King Known Uncensored. We back with another one, man. And let me tell you something. 
it's about to go up. Trust and believe. The run continues. But we'll get to that much later on. We got a lot to talk about here, man. Let's start off with Germany defeating Serbia for the gold and going undefeated throughout the FIBA tournament. That's crazy. Let's look at that box score. Low scoring game. And this is for the gold, too. Shh. Germany went 8 and 0, oh, y'all. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, the, the, the Serbia uh, gentleman only had one NBA player, Bogdan Bogdanovic. And he had 17 points. There's this. One person that came off of Serbia's bench that had 21 points, Avramovic. I hope I'm pronouncing that dude's name. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Nikola Jovic. Oh, okay. He played for Serbia as well, but that was a close game. Seems like, man, and Dennis Schroeder, who ended up being the MVP of the World Cup, scored 28 points in that game. Franz Watner had 19 points. And now those were the only two scores that they actually needed. It seemed to be like a defensive game from what I can see. Although Germany shot 49% from the field. So congratulations to Germany for winning the uh, FIBA World Cup. And speaking of the World Cup, oh boy, the U.S. of A disappoints once again. They did not even get a medal, y'all. That is insane. And the crazy part about this is this is for the bronze game. They ended up going to overtime in which they were outscored 16 to 7. Let's look at the box score of this. Canada, Shea Gilgis Alexander, god damn, 31 points, 12 assists, 11 of 20 from the field, double homicide. Dylan Brooks was the star of this game. Dylan Brooks had not looked this good offensively in a couple of seasons, 39 points, 7 of 8 from 3, 12 of 18 from the field. This is an embarrassment. Complete embarrassment. You let two guys score 30 points against you. You have to think about it. How bad the USA's defense was. And then R.J. Barrett added 23 points of his own. This is a complete onslaught in overtime. Meanwhile, again, Brandon Ingram did not play. I mean, y'all motherfuckers gonna get enough of fucking with Ingram. If I was Ingram, I would have went home. 
fuck Team USA. Because that shit was just completely embarrassing. I mean, Macau Bridges did hit a hell of a uh, overtime forcing shot, but it was just too late. Macau Bridges had 19 points, 9 rebounds. Anthony Edwards had 24 points, 5 rebounds. Jalen Brunson had 13 points. Austin Reeves had 23 points off the bench. Bobby Portis had 14 points off the bench. I mean, Anthony Edwards, you got to give him some credit. He was the most consistent player for Team USA the whole ride. Everybody else was completely up and down. And then the time you def you, you finally start fucking Walker Kessler, he can't give you production. I mean, obviously, he dominated Dwight Powell. I think I don't think that was hard at all. But the problem was they wasn't feeding him enough. He only had th- he only had six points. I see Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't play as he shouldn't. Because he had been ass. But overall, Canada showed out and ended up winning the bronze. Well, Team USA's embarrassment... As I've said on previous shows, time and time again, I'm going to have to tell you, hoes. I'm the HNIC bitch, and that's the way it goes. Steve Kerr's style of play did not fit the players around him, and he refused to make adjustments. And then they did not make defensive adjustments, which is very Steve Nash-like, in my opinion. But congratulations to Canada for winning the bronze and Serbia for winning the silver. USA did not deserve anything at this point. They played awful down the stretch. And I think it's due to lacking on the defensive end. But moving on, LeBron James has spoken to Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and others about committing to Team USA for the 2024 Olympics in Paris. James and Durant are viewing the Paris games as a last dance with USA basketball. Because I believe they believe by 2028, they'll be retired. And I hate y'all. I just want to say for an NBA fan base, I hate y'all. Because y'all acting like LeBron James is going to be like Kobe and then just talk to a group of niggas and be like, I was just tired of y'all losing. And he's just, they they just acting like LeBron is going to be the fucking savior. 
If you add LeBron to this team, the same results happen. LeBron, y'all know how he get down. He need about three, four superstars around him to win shit. A lot of y'all not going to like that, but guess what? I don't give a fuck. I forgot to start out with this monologue, right, about a disclaimer. And I'm going to get to that shit now before we move on. Disclaimer. And I don't want y'all talking to me talking about I'm letting people in their comments get to me. The shit doesn't get to me. The com certain comments show that there's a lot of uneducated and ignorant and arrogant people in this world that swear that they're fucking right. I would say your name, but I'd make you famous. I would say y'all names, but I would make y'all famous. Because a lot of people have been getting on me about talking about some bullshit like oh man what people do for clicks and likes motherfucker first of all who the fuck are you to judge me when you don't have the same amount of clicks you don't have the same amount of subscribers and you don't have the same amount of comments who the fuck are you that's the million dollar question and I tell y'all motherfuckers all the time Google is your friend I've had posted where I have posted my resources if people wanted the links to my resources. Like, I just don't report anything. I just don't put any information out into the atmosphere unless there are common publications posting some of the same things. I don't report bullshit. I don't talk about bullshit on my show. That's fake. Now, if there is something fake that came across my desk, you know what I'm saying? I would put it out there that it was incorrect information. And I'm going to keep telling y'all for the record. Your words don't really get to me. It's just comic relief for me. It gets me through my day. It's motivation, baby. But I don't post no cap, man. But if I do, I get back on there. You know what I mean? And say it's cap. Because I see a lot of y'all talking. I'm just letting y'all know. I see you. Now let's move on to this shit. Now, the San Antonio Spurs are waiving veteran guard campaign, sources tell ESPN. Payne recently arrived in trade from the Suns and now gets a chance to join a contending team that can give him a bigger role. Wow. That blew my mind, actually, man. I was surprised. I'm like, word, nigga? I can't believe they cut campaign. I would have thought that campaign would have had a breakout season with this team. I was expecting big things. I'm like, campaign alongside Victor Wimbenyama and shit. That would have been dope. But unfortunately, you know, 
it didn't manifest. But the good thing for campaign is, I don't know, man. Can he rejoin the Suns somehow? It's a possibility he might be able to rejoin the Suns. I hope so. I hope there's a rule where he can. Because I remember the NBA having some sort of a rule that, um, you know, certain players have to wait a certain amount of time before they can rejoin a team. I don't know, man. Link me up in the comments or something, man. Holla at me about that rule. You see, guys, I don't know everything. (laughs) But wow, where should he go? Like, there are so many situations where he could fit. I mean, can you imagine him on the Clippers? Can you imagine him on the Pacers? Can you imagine him on... I don't know, Utah, Washington, you know what I'm saying? Hell, Minnesota could use campaign for sure. They definitely need a backup point guard. Terribly. Milwaukee could use them. Yeah, man. That's wild. All right, now we're getting into the big story of the day here, man. Oh, my God, bro. Kevin Porter Jr. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I hate to say it, but this dude's career might be over, son. So, basically, I have many. There are many sources. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's reporting it. I watched every content creator. I watched every ESPN report just so that I could get this story right for y'all. And I wanted to get my two cents onto it. So you do what you want with this information. Kevin Porter Jr. allegedly punched. Oh, man, this girl's name is going to be tough for me to pronounce, but I'm going to try it. Syrie Godzedrick repeatedly in the face with a closed fist, cutting her above the right eye and causing bruising, substantial pain, and a broken bone in her vertebrae. Porter also forcefully squeezed her neck, leading to difficulty breathing, redness, and bruising, according to a criminal complaint. Porter Jr. was arrested at the New York City hotel that he was staying at after the incident. While the NBA is conducting its own investigation, the Houston Rockets are not allowed to administer any immediate punishment on Kevin Porter Jr., According to the league's domestic violence policy, Commissioner Adam Silver has the authority to put Kevin Porter Jr. on paid administrative leave for a reasonable period of time. Damn. So this nigga can get paid? And the NBA star who had been in police custody since his arrest around 6.45 a.m. Monday was released after posting bail, which was set at 75000 cash or $100,000 bond. And he was also ordered to stay away from Gunzedrick. And then there were previous incidents involving Porter and Gunzedrick. According to uh, the district attorney in New York, Porter has a history of abusing Gunzedrick, including an incident in which he rammed his car into hers. Porter is due back in court in Manhattan on October the 16th. 
Mm. So, the this is from what I've heard from everybody. The incident occurred because Kevin Porter Jr. got back to his room late, basically. I guess his girl wanted him to come back at a particular time, and Kevin Porter came back too late. So she did, wouldn't let him in the room. M- meanwhile, dude was beating on the door, kicking on the door. And after she wouldn't let him in, after him kicking in the door, he comes back with hotel security. Hotel security lets Kevin Porter Jr. in the room. Kevin Porter Jr. comes back. Um, Mrs. Gonzedric was asleep and Kevin Jr. basically started punching her out of her sleep and beating her down basically. And then, you know, she was trying to escape out the room, escape out the room. And once she finally escaped, that's when he finally stopped hitting her. And, you know, she was screaming for help down the hallway. She was screaming down the hallway with blood dripping down her face. That's scary. That's a scary situation, man. I'm probably going to spend a little bit of time on this subject because that is a wild situation. Like, you really got to think about this. Like, that is scary to deal with at five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning to be on that floor when all of this is going down. Like he's beating this woman and he has a history of violence with her already. Now, wow, I'm just speechless. We just dealt with the Miles Bridges situation last year where Miles Bridges beat this woman and the NBA gave him a slap on the wrist. You know, he was already out for the whole season. No other team would sign him. And the uh, Hornets signed Bridges to a qualifying offer, which is like maybe about five million because you know, Bridges was set to get a major contract from a team, and then the incident happened, and that cost that incident cost him money, and the incident costed him last season. So they felt like, you know, that was punishment enough. But this Kevin Porter Jr. situation is mad different because. You know, Porter Jr. has previous offenses, you know. The dude has, you know, had another domestic assault case a while back, you know, and he got off. Then, you know, he was arrested with a gun and some marijuana before, you know, this guy has left in the middle of a game after getting into a confrontation with a teammate, just left the game at halftime. So Porter Jr. has like a history of this type of behavior. But this is my issue, though. None of the organizations got him therapy or counseling, you know, because this kid has been through a lot. I'm not going to delve into those details on what he's exactly been through, but he's dealt with a lot of trauma in his life. 
and just the fact that no one got this man help or therapy or counseling or class or anger management classes you know this situation could have been prevented in many ways if he got the proper help that he needed now however Kevin Porter Jr. should be you know charged with assault because you know he's facing up to three and a half to 15 years in prison if convicted he's he's you know charged with felonious with domestic assault and strangulation you know I'm not making Kevin Porter out to be a victim he's not a victim he's the assailant I don't think in any type of world that a man should really put his hands on a woman, period. Unless that woman has a gun or a knife or something like that, bruh. It's like, come on, dude. And then the girl is already fair-skinned, so those bruises going to show on her. Not to mention, I'm sure that hotel got a camera. I'm sure TMZ is getting that video right now. I'm sure. And I'm sure the pictures are going to come out of this lady getting beat down. uh, Of the bruises and the effects of it. And then not to mention. Gunzedrick is a WNBA player. She's currently a free agent, but she has WNBA experience. She actually from Benton Harbor, Michigan. Wow. Wow. I just figured that out before I started recording. But this is a crazy situation. I feel bad for her. But. The shit doesn't stop there. Gunzedrick. Uh, Syrie Gunzedrick's sister. Has come out. And tagged Kevin Porter Jr. In a story post. It says. At Kevin Porter Jr. If you think you gonna touch my sister. And not get touched. Count your fucking days. Better hope you pray you'll be able to ever walk again, let alone dribble. You may have gotten away with this shit in the past because your mama ain't beat your ass. But we spank little punk ass, painting nail sissy bitches like you every day. Don't show up to that crib. We gonna do it to you, little bitch. Damn. You're not only getting it from the law, but you're getting it from that lady's family members. A lot of niggas don't think when they put their hands on women. Motherfuckers got cousins. Motherfuckers got brothers. Or hell, sisters even. They got a daddy. They got some... They know some nigga... Some chick knows some nigga involved in street activity minimum, right? That'll put their hands on you. Like this dude just clearly was not thinking. There are consequences to actions like this. You can forget about your job, motherfucker. (laughs) You can forget about a job. And then you got to look at this also, man. Kevin Porter Jr., was coming off of a career year. He had just re-signed with the Houston Rockets.
Like, look at his last season with the Rockets. He was averaging 19 points per game, six assists, and five rebounds. And all of that shit is going down the motherfucking drain. For what? All this guy had to do was walk away, bro. Let that shit go. Or hell, get another room. Fly home. Leave her ass. She ain't letting you in? Okay. You're a rich NBA player. You can get any woman in this world. You can have three women, four women, five women, if you please. You don't have to deal with none of this shit, man. You ain't have to do that. Now, shit, I don't know, folks. This nigga might go to jail for real. You know, you hit a WNBA player? WNBA players already hate men. <laughs> they already hate the NBA. They already hate the fact that they that the NBA niggas is making more money than you. Now you now you put hands on a woman? Oh, shit. It's gonna be a fucking, you know. It's gonna be a protest to get this man up out the league and all that shit, bro. We stand united. Me too, motherfuckers. Like, this effect off of this situation is gonna be very hard for him to overcome. He better get a good lawyer. Johnny Cochran dead, homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Johnny Cochran dead, nigga. This nigga done fucked up 10 ways from Sunday. I'm hella disappointed in Kevin Porter Jr., man, because, you know, knowing what he's already been through, he should have known better. Walk away. Leave, y'all. That's all I got to say, man. It's not worth it. All right. I believe that's all I got on that. On that. All right. So Tristan Thompson re-signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know a lot of y'all don't give a shit, but it's a report. And I believe that this is a decent little pickup because, I mean, Thompson could still get you seven, eight rebounds. And depth is what you need to go deep into the playoffs. And that's all that Thompson is, really. And then he could be a mentor to an Evan Mobley, to an Isaiah Mobley, to a Jarrett Allen. Because them niggas got cooked in the playoffs in the first round against New York. Maybe a veteran presence like Thompson can help a lot of the Cleveland's big men. I mean, Thompson last played on the Los Angeles Lakers last year. He didn't get that much clock, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Oh, man. Big news out the NBA. The NBA's competition committee has recommended strict guidelines on resting players for national television games and multiple stars together in the same games the league's board of governors expected to vote Wednesday to pass the measures 
Let's read more about this, y'all. Let's read the nitty gritty shitty details here. The NBA's competition committee recommended a plan that the league's board of governors is expected to approve Wednesday. It will ultimately give the league office authority for greater oversight over discipline for missed games and ability to fine teams over a million dollars for each instance violating rules. You know, they already implemented a plan that mandates players to participate in 65 regular season games to be eligible for postseason awards. The NBA is defining a star player as someone who's made the all-star or the all-NBA teams in any of the previous three seasons, sources said. The NBA will incorporate a fine system for teams that begins with 100000 for first Offenses, 250,000 for second offenses, and 1 million more than the previous uh, penalty for each additional fine. The rules suggest that teams must manage their roster, ensure that no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Teams must ensure that star players are available for national television and in-season tournament games. Teams must maintain a balance of the number of one-game absences for a star player in home games and road games with a preference for those absences to happen in home games. Teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when a star player stops participating in games or or plays in a materially reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity of the game. Teams must ensure that healthy players are resting for a game are present and visible to fans. My thoughts on this, this is incredible. They should have been did this shit. Because I remember going to a Pistons game, right? And Kawhi Leonard didn't play. But Kawhi Leonard was healthy. You know what I'm saying? But man, this is one of the best rules that the NBA came up with, man. Because I know that the league is losing money if they're implementing these rules because a lot of these star players, you know, sit out when they're 100% healthy. And that shit's irritating. It irritates me when these people are getting paid millions of dollars to just sit out and not play. (laughs) And it legitimately don't be nothing wrong with these dudes. And to the naysayers that are saying that they're trying to control these players, I'm like, dog, that's ridiculous. Man, don't plead that fucking card. If anything, they're bringing back the fucking league, if you ask me. They're bringing the league back.
The NBA will provide several scenarios for excused absences on missed games, including those involving regular season back-to-back scenarios, sources said. For example, the NBA will pre-approve designated back-to-back allowances for players who are 35 years old on opening night or have career workloads of 34,000 regular season minutes or 1,000 regular season slash playoff games combined, sources said. Wow. All right. So the older players probably could get a rest day if they logged what that report said. Moving on. Nas, man. Let me tell you something about Nas. Nas is putting together a catalog that's probably the greatest catalog in rap history we talking about. And Nas is currently on a run. And guess what? The run continues. As Nas, who dropped an album in July, Magic 2, is set to release Magic 3 on Friday. Now, I mean, Nas has been shown in the studio working with the baby and Absol. So it's a high possibility that both guys will appear on this Magic 3 shit. But Nas is set to drop this album on Thursday, his birthday, to complete the six-album run that these guys went on. I mean, you can't deny that this run isn't good. I mean, these are... I mean, in my opinion, I'd say the first two King's Diseases are classic. Maybe the first Magic and the second Magic. I would definitely say the second Magic's a classic for sure. The first one, I'd say close. King's Disease 3 was probably the weakest offering, but still an incredible album. So you mean to tell me within 12 months, this nigga has dropped King's Disease 3, Magic 2, and Magic 3. That's very productive for a star like Nas, who is pretty much cemented as probably one of the top two MCs to ever do this thing. But that is like cheating to me, man, because this dude is so good at rap. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Nas to still be like rapping like this at the age he's at and sounding better than damn near everybody. With the exception of few that are entering their prime or are still in their prime. Magic 3 would be a milestone and it's supposedly the last Nas album that's going to be entirely produced by Hit Boy. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait till Thursday or Friday, whenever the fuck. I mean, it's Nas's birthday is the 14th. 
but you know, obviously, you know, the release, the, the dates are saying Friday, but we'll see when it drops. I mean, I get a early, I get a copy either way. Draymond Green says that this is one of the most important years of my career. My goal is we help Chris Paul get his first championship. Interesting goal. I mean, it's going to be a tough road. Their depth is kind of shaky going to the bench here. I mean, you got a good start in five. More than likely, the bench is going to be Looney, Kaminga, Moody. And then they got Dario Saric. I totally forgot about Dario Saric. That was a great pickup by them, by the way. But, oh yeah, they got Corey Joseph, too. I think they still need a legitimate six-man coming off that bench. Like, Jordan Poole's scoring is definitely going to be missed. But do they have a chance? Yes. But it's going to be a little bit tougher for Golden State to get back to that championship now that a lot of these teams have gotten completely better. Next up, oh man, I know I pissed a lot of y'all off with that uh, lyricist of the year category thing. I mean, a lot of y'all motherfuckers asked, been asking this question, what is a lyricist? I mean, a lot of people was asking me, what is a lyricist? I mean, I gave good examples. I felt like, you know, I, you know, was criticizing the BET Awards Lyricist of the Year category. But I'll give my definition. A lyricist is a person who is not only great with words, but can rhyme syllables very well at an expert level and that has a very wide vocabulary. And then also, a person who is very great with punchlines, metaphors, and similes. And not to mention double entendres. Double and some people do triple entendres. But if you want the short ass definition, a person who is very skilled at rhyming words together. And not only do you have to rhyme words together, it has to make sense. Hobson's not a lyricist. I'll use him as an example. He's just a person that puts words together that happen to rhyme. But I'm talking about 
I, I mean, Nas is a lyricist. Rakim is a lyricist. Eminem is a lyricist. Jay-Z is a lyricist. Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, lyricist. 38 Special, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher. Wale, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, lyricist, Big Crit. You know what I mean? Those are examples right there. But that's my definition of what a lyricist is for the slow people. A lot of people didn't graduate from school. A lot of people didn't take what they learned in elementary school serious. And I feel sorry for your mama. But anyway, moving on. After signing JaVale McGee to a free agent deal, the Sacramento Kings are waving centers Nerlens Noel and Nemes Quetta to give them a chance to play elsewhere. Both signed partially guaranteed one-year deals with the Kings this summer. That's very cool of what Sacramento is doing. Because Sacramento is releasing Noel and, and Quetta, but those guys still are going to get paid and be able to sign elsewhere. So they're still going to get paid. I don't know how much of that contract are they, you know, are they going to get paid, but they're going to get paid something and still be able to move on to greater pastures, greener pastures, because Niamh's Quetta's been pretty good in Summer League. I'm pretty sure some team is going to pick that kid up. He's got some potential. Nerlens Noel is on the wrong side of a veteran player. I don't know. He might get phased out. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if another team is going to sign him. Juicy J, like I saw a partial part of this interview where Juicy J had admitted to having regrets about Gangsta Boo. Because Gangsta Boo passed away on New Year's Day of 2023. And it shocked the hip-hop community, you know? And Juicy J details the last time that he came to see Gangsta Boo. And he admitted that Gangsta Boo was high when he seen her. And you could just tell that, you know, she, you know, was high on cocaine. And Juicy J regrets not saying anything to her about slowing down. And that's crazy, man. That's a sad situation because, you know, something as simple as somebody caring about you and giving a fuck about this and that could ha- actually save a life. Yo, man, but last but totally not least, yo, man, why is Shannon Sharp still calling Stephen A. Smith skip, bro? Yo, man, I gotta tell you, man, Shannon Sharp might be in love with this nigga Skip Bayless, bro. He missed that nigga, man. Every step he takes, every move he makes, 
every single day he'll be missing skip <laughs> oh man i thought after the name tag situation that maybe this dude would get that he's no longer on undisputed and is an employee for espn now that shit's fucking hilarious all right y'all that is my show for the day i want to thank y'all for coming out listening fucking with me and all that this is king known uncensored the run continues and i'm out